0: Now, many people tell stories in many different ways. Some like to use drama, and some like to use props. Personally, I don't do either. I just tell stories. I mean, not criticizing anybody for doing that. If it works for you, then good on you. But today, I am actually breaking the habit of a lifetime, because I have a prop with me. Now, it's no much good for you, because you can't see it. But I have it here, in my hand. What is it? It's a glass of whiskey. A dram. And I need it for later on in the story. Don't you go thinking I'm just having a dram for the sake of it. No, this is serious. This is to do with the story. Now, this is an old traveller tale. And it comes from the highlands of Scotland. And it's called the Piper in the Frozen Boots. Now there was once an old piper who wandered around the highlands. He had no home. He was just a tramp. And he took his pipes with him. And people gave him a bite to eat wherever he went. And he would play a tune for them. But he did work as well. He did odd jobs around the place, so he always carried a small bag of tools with him. Not much, but just enough, the basics, to get by. Now, it was one Hogmanay, New Year's Eve, and the winters in the Highlands, they can be cruel. And this one was particularly bad. It had been snowing for days. And at night the frost was so hard, it crackled. Well, the old man had been wandering a long, long time that day, and he was tired and he was cold and it started to blizzard. And he knew that if he didn't find shelter soon, he would be a dead man. Now, the clothes that he had were ragged, and torn, And the thing that bothered him the most was his boots. His boots were completely done. They had become loose from the soles. The soles flapped around, and his toes stuck out, and the snow got in there, and it was like to give him frostbite. And, of course, if the snow melted, it just made his feet wet and damp and even more cold. So... -hmm. He was walking along the road and feeling particularly sorry for himself, when suddenly he tripped over something and fell flat on his face. Well, he couldn't see where it was, because it was covered in snow. So he started to brush the snow away. And then he came face to face with a face. It was a man lying on the road. I'm sorry, he said, I I didn't know you. Oh. And then he realised that this man was way beyond caring whether he tripped over him or not, because he was dead. Dead as a doornail. And not only that, but frozen solid. He must have been there for a couple of days, but he was as hard as a piece of wood. Well, the old fiddler carried The old piper carried on brushing the snow off him until he came down to his feet. And there on his feet was a pair of brand-new boots. And what was even better was they were exactly the right size for the old piper. Well, he was happy about that. He thought, Well, I'm sorry, my man, but you won't be needing those boots. Nowhere you're going but I could certainly use them here, and I'm sure you wouldn't begrudge a poor old piper from the use of your boots. So he tried to untie the laces, but, you know, it was difficult to untie them because they were frozen solid, and the leather of the boots as well was absolutely frozen solid. And he tried to take the boots off the dead man's feet, but he couldn't do it because they were frozen hard to the socks on the man's feet and the socks were frozen to the man's feet there was no way he could get them out and the feet were pointing upwards so there was no way he could get that boot off even if he managed to get the laces completely untied he still couldn't get that boot off it was frozen solid well he thought damned if I'm going to leave those boots here They're far too good. They're a gift. So he decided that the only thing he could do was to cut the man's feet off. Now he had his wee bag of tools with him. So he took out a hammer and a chisel, and he started to hit the flesh with it. And he chipped his way all around, cutting the flesh away till he got to the bone. And he took out a wee hacksaw, and he cut through the bone, sawed right through it, took off the one foot, Did the same with the other. Go into it with the hammer and chisel and the hacksaw. Had the second boot. He tied the laces together and he hung them around his neck, still with the man's feet inside them. Well, he took the man off the road and put him by the side of it and then headed off on his way. Now he walked for the rest of the day. Didn't see a single place. And eventually the snow was getting so thick that he thought, "'Oh!' I might never get the use of these boots. If I don't find a place to shelter for the night, I'm going to be in the same state as that laddie doing the road there. But eventually, as it was dark, he could see in the distance there was a light, so he headed towards it as quick as he could go. The snow was getting heavier, the blizzard was getting thicker. And he arrived at this hoose, and he looked through the window, and there was an old man and an old woman sitting inside. And they were celebrating their Hogmanay, their New Year's Eve. And they were doing it in style. There was a bottle of whiskey on the table. And they'd cooked a chicken as well. And it was sitting there, steaming away. And they were raising a glass to each other. And the old man thought, brilliant. I can add a bit of music to the whole party here. And there'll be food and whiskey. What more could you want? "'So he knocked on the door. "'Well, the man got up and came to the door, "'and he only opened it a bit. "'And he looked out and he said, "'Who are you and what do you want?' "'Oh, I'm just an old piper,' he said. "'I'm on the road, and I need a place to shelter for the night. "'And it's Hogmanay as well. "'I'm sure you'll be kind enough to let me come in "'and get a warm by the fire and a wee bite to eat.' "'There is no way I'm letting a tramp in here,' he said. "'I'm no giving anything to the likes of you. "'You can clear it off.' "'And he slammed the door in his face. <clears throat> "'Well, poor old Piper, what could he do?' "'He stood there shivering. "'And he thought and he thought and he thought, "'Well, if I don't get a place to shelter,' here, then I'm a dead man, because there's nowhere else in the whole area. He looked around them, but the whole countryside was black, no more lights. So he knocked on the door a second time, and the man came back, and he said, what do you want? I told you to clear off. Man, he said, if you put me out in the night like this, then I will surely die, and you'll have that on your conscience, that will be on your soul. So for God's sake, if you have any pity or any mercy on you, then let me have a place to sleep for the night. Well, the man looked at him, and he said, Well, I suppose you could go and sleep in the byre with a coo. You know, the byre is a cow shed, and a coo is a cow, of course. Mm -hmm. So he said, Just around there, there's a byre. Go in there and spend the night. But be gone in the morning. Don't want you hanging around here. So the old piper, he went over to the buyer, and he let himself in. And it was a bit warmer than outside, but not much. But there was one source of warmth in the place. It wasn't a fire or anything, of course. It was the coo. There was a fine big old coo, sitting down on the floor, lying down and it was chewing the cud quite happily, and it was tied to, in a stall. And in front of it, there was a wee trough, a wee trough, as you would call it. Uh, and that's where they put food for the cow. Now, the cow had eaten the food that was in it, and she was just chewing the cud happily. And the old piper went over alongside her, and she paid no attention to him. She just kept on chewing quite contented. And he thought, hmm, all that warm breath coming out of that coo, I bet you that would defrost a pair of frozen boots. So he put the boots in the troch in front of the coo. And the coo carried on chewing the cud and carried on breathing away there. And the man, well, the old piper went into the stall next to him and he got himself some straw down and he got his blanket wrapped around him and he went off to sleep. Now, he woke up early in the morning, and he had a feeling that he had to get away from this place, because he was not going to receive a good welcome the next morning. And it was still kind of dark. it hadn't The dawn hadn't risen yet. But there was just enough light that the old guy could see that the boots looked a bit different. They weren't all kind of white and icy like they had been. So... He went over to them, and he picked them up, and sure enough, the leather was all supple. And he grabbed the feet, and he pulled them out, and they came out no bother at all. They'd defrosted. And so the old piper was delighted. He tried on this new boots, and they fitted him perfectly, just like they'd been made for him. Well, what to do with the feet? I mean, you know. Well, he thought, what's the best? coffin you could give a foot than a boot so he took the two feet and he put them in his old boots, his old raggedy tattered boots with the soles flapping open and he put the feet back in his boots and he tied up the laces and he set them in front of the coup well then he heard a voice it was the woman of the house coming out and he thought oh I'd better make myself scarce So he hid himself where she couldn't see him. And it was still pretty dark. But she was going in there to get some milk for the breakfast porridge. And she came into the the coo with her stool with her. And then she screamed. And she went, oh my God, the coo's eating the piper. Because there in front of the coo was just a pair of boots with a pair of feet in them. "'and she ran out screaming, and her husband came out. "'What's wrong with you? "'Oh, come and look at this,' she said. "'Oh, God, it's terrible.' "'And they went in the byre, and they had a look, "'and there was the boots lying in front of the coo, "'with the feet still inside them. "'Oh, my God, you're right. "'The coo's eaten the piper. (gasps) "'Oh, we'll get the blame for it, you know. "'Oh, we'll end up in jail, "'or they'll deport us or something like that. "'Oh, man, what can we do?' Well, nobody knew the piper was here, said the old woman. Maybe we could bury the boots and just say nothing about it. Aye, said the man, aye, that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do indeed. We'll bury the boots. Give them a decent burial. But the ground's frozen so hard, he said. Where can we bury them? Under the old tree in the garden, said the old woman. The ground under the tree is... Not as hard frozen as the rest of it. Right, we'll do that. So they picked up the boots rather gingerly because it wasn't very nice, you know, a pair of feet in them and all that. Well, they headed out to the garden, to the tree, and they set the boots down on the ground, and then they went into the wee shed to get a pick and a spade to dig a hole because the ground was still kind of frozen, like I said, so they would have to use the pick to break it up well the old fiddler followed them quietly outside just out of sight and it still wasn't properly light yet so he took his pipes and he went and he hid behind that tree and he watched them they had no idea he was there of course but they thought the coo had eaten him and so they dug a hole and they put the boots in it and then they covered over with earth and then they covered over the disturbed earth "'with some snow, so that you couldn't tell that anything had happened. "'And then they nodded their heads in satisfaction, smiled, "'and headed back up to the hoose. "'Well, the man had just got his hand on the door handle "'when the old piper set up a skirl on the pipes, "'and he started to play. "'And they went, "'Oh, my God, it's the ghost of the piper! "'He's come back to haunt us!' Well, they looked around and they could just see a shadowy figure of the piper standing there by the tree playing the pipes. And they were so scared, they set off and they ran away down the road and they never came back. Well, the old piper laughed and he went into the hoose and he cut himself a big piece of chicken for his breakfast and he poured himself out a good dram for his breakfast as well because it was New Year's Day after all. So, he stayed there for a while, and you know, they never came back. So, he just took over the hoose, lived there, and he milked the coo, and he always took good care of her, because she had brought him all his luck. And the big thing is, the big difference, was that if anybody turned up at that hoose again, they would always be welcome in and they would always be given a good bite to eat, and they would be poured a big dram of whiskey. And what more could anybody wish for than that? And so, my prop is needed now. As they say in the highlands, slange. Ah! They might no kill COVID nineteen, but it's a damn sight better for you than disinfectant.